This episode is sponsored by me, The Meat Medic, and my all-new website, TheMeatMedic.com. New health courses available, including my very popular 30-day carnivore challenge guide and my incredibly detailed guides on low-carb diets, insulin resistance, and metabolic syndrome. In-depth video courses will be coming very soon, and I'm also happy to announce that I have merch available. Crazy, right? Head on over to TheMeatMedic.com to check out the new site and learn more. 82% of the respondents indicated that some or all of the conditions improved when they reintroduced meat. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Now in today's episode, I am going to be covering this statistic. New study reveals 84% of vegetarians return to eating meat. Okay, so why am I covering this? And is this actually a legitimate statement? Well, if you guys haven't seen it, and I'm going to put a link in the description uh, for the episode. Uh, I recently heard Dr. Chafee's debate with plant-based advocate Dr. Nagra, and I'll put a link in the episode description so you guys can check it out. Now, it's a long one. It's like, I think, two, three hours long. It's pretty long. But in that episode, Dr. Chafee says, that 84% of uh, people who try a plant-based diet quit, citing health as their number one concern. Now, in that, Dr. Nagra, understandably, being a plant-based advocate, disagrees and argues against this. Now, unfortunately, in that interview, Dr. Chafee didn't have the study to hand to go further into it and kind of ended up almost conceding the point, which is a shame. So I wanted to review the study and actually dive further into this to see, is this actually a genuine statistic or is this something that's just made up? Is this dogma? Is this propaganda? Or is it actually genuine? So as far as I can tell, this uh, statistic actually comes from uh, the Humane Research Council. And this is just an article I pulled up here from Science Alert. So a new study reveals 84% of vegetarians return to eating meat. And it's from December 2014. So it's quite an old statement here, actually. So the research was conducted by this US Humane Research Council, an organization that provides research to animal protection groups as part of their new project to promote meat-free diets to the American public. Now, I couldn't actually really find this Humane Research Council. The only kind of information I could find, I mean, this is just from this website, I don't know, Idealist the, you know, org. I mean, I was Googling the Humane Research Council. All I can find is actually, you know, essentially references to this, this Australian company, which when you click through this Humane Research Australia, I'm not sure if this is who actually funded the research or what the deal actually is. It was almost 10 years ago, you know, in all fairness. But we're going to actually have a look at this and uh, we're going to actually dissect this a little bit. So as far as I can tell, this is the study that we're actually looking at here. So study of current and former vegetarians and vegans by, uh, as we can see it here, the Humane Research Council. If you can see it on the screen here, I'm sharing it. And what I wanted to do was go through this and actually dissect this kind of statement, dissect this 84%. Is this actually a genuine stat that we can essentially use, that we can have confidence in using, or as Dr. Nagra says, is it actually made up and it's been essentially disproven? So let's have a little look at the study. So HRC and this you know, website, it links to this Faunalytics. I mean, they kind of seem to be essentially plant-based advocates. And as far as I can tell, this is the study that we're getting this 
you know, kind of information from. So it was kind of hard to find the actual study, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the one that we're talking about. So bearing in mind, these are plant-based, you know, advocates that are either funding or writing the study. So this whole kind of paper has been written with this kind of plant-based lens, so to speak. So we're going to take some of it with a very slight pinch of salt, but it's interesting because actually, yeah, it did kind of show there was actually quite a few issues with plant-based diets. So the key takeaways from the study, if all you want is the key takeaways, that's fine. 84% of plant-based dieters, so that's vegans and vegetarians, quit. And this is where that statistic comes from. So it is true. This was from a plant-based advocacy group and this was their study. So this isn't carnivores. This isn't meat eaters saying, ah, oh, plants are really bad and, and you should you should quit and whatever. No, this is a plant-based advocacy group doing a study on plant-based diets. 84% of plant-based dieters quit. So that is diet, those vegans and vegetarians quit. About a third of those that quit, quit within the first three months and over half quit within the first year. There are five times as many ex-vegetarians and vegans, so ex or former plant-based dieters, which then are current plant-based dieters, which is where this kind of 84% statistic comes from. I'm not going to do the maths, but that's basically where this comes from, that 84% that of people actually kind of quit. People were more likely to quit if they transitioned quickly onto the plant-based diet, I think possibly, although this is just my opinion, because maybe they had a very noticeable immediate or fairly immediate deterioration in health or they didn't find improvements in health. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Over half quit despite going plant-based to improve health, suggesting, but not proving, that health did not improve for the majority of people. And even with domestic support, in other words, living with a plant-based dieter, 16% of plant-based dieters still quit the plant-based diet. That's kind of important. They're actually getting support at home. They're living with plant-based dieters in the house, and yet 16% of them still quit despite that, um, despite that support at home. So I think this is where this, this statistic comes from, this kind of 84%, you know, that we're that we're kind of talking about here. But what about this uh, this this thing that they they quit because of health? You know, citing health as the major concern. And I think that seems to be the sticking point in this argument that Dr. Chafee and Dr. Nagra were having. I think it's fairly clear that eighty four percent of you know plant based diet dieters quitting is actually a pretty genuine you know statistic because basically this is what the the study actually shows. Uh, I'm just going to bring it up here. It is in here somewhere. Uh, so 84%. So put differently, 84% of vegetarians slash vegans abandon their diet. So it's literally in the study. That's very interesting when you compare it to the carnivore diet. So when you compare this to the carnivore diet, which showed about 95% satisfaction with the diet. Let me just bring it up on the screen actually here. So this paper, Behavioral Characteristics and Self-Reported Health Status Among 2029, 2029 Adults Consuming a, quote, carnivore diet. Uh, I guess they put quote because it's not kind of an official diet. Uh, let's just go down to the results here. So uh, to be fair, these people were going on it six months or more 
So, you know, we don't know how many actually quit. And this was an observational study and it wasn't the best study I know. We can do another episode on this if people do want me to. But let me just go down to where is it here? So participants reported high levels of satisfaction and improvements in overall health, 95%. Well-being, 66 to 91%. And various medical conditions, 48 to 98%. That's quite a spread, of course, but up to potentially 98% improved. So I think that's quite a big, big statistic that 84% of plant-based dieters quit mostly within six months, but basically vast majority within a year. And 95% of people doing the carnivore diet actually had satisfaction with the diet. I just think that's a very interesting, you know, difference. But what I want to look at here is this claim that they quit because of health and health reasons were the reason why they quit now i don't think the data actually really supports that if we go back to the study here i think where this is coming from because it doesn't say anywhere in this paper i've had a look through this paper i've read this paper like five six seven times now i can't find anywhere where it says that they quit because of health reasons so I'm not sure that we can draw that conclusion from the data. It's not specified anywhere in there. But what it does say is that 58% of people, let me find it in here for you, 58% of people wanted to improve their health. Here we go. The only motivation cited by a majority of former vegetarians, vegans, 58% was health. If the majority of people wanted to improve their health over 58%, so technically that is the majority or quote-unquote most, if most people wanted to improve their health but yet quit anyway, it is a reasonable assumption that they quit because they didn't see improvement in their health. Therefore, you can infer that they quit for health reasons. Now, it might be a slight stretch and there's a bit of an assumption and an inference, but it's not an entire stretch. I think it's reasonable to assume that they didn't get benefits in their health that they were looking for, therefore they quit. So yes, in a slightly roundabout way, you could say that they quit because of health. In a more roundabout way, you could say, and I think the, it's often quoted as the 84% of vegans quit the majority citing health concerns as the primary reason for quitting. I'm not sure that that really is reflected in the paper. Yes, it's probably the case. And there is definitely an inference that they quit because they didn't get the health benefits that they were looking for. But it may be a very slight stretch to say that they quit because of health reasons or citing health concerns as the reason they quit. The paper doesn't actually say that. Despite that, though, this paper is clearly written by a, you know, a kind of a plant-based advocacy group, the Human Research Council. You know, it's clearly reported in a way to promote plant-based diets as well, because they're talking about how to try and, you know, recommend people to the plant-based diets, talking about how to get people on plant-based diets, how to stop people eating meat and so on. So this is, we have to kind of look at it through, you know, the lens of this is plant-based advocacy. And there's still 
saying that 84% of people quit a plant-based diet. I think that is pretty important actually, because they're going to be some ob obfuscation, some kind of minimization. Some, and we'll, we'll talk a bit about that in, in a bit anyway, there is. But they're still reporting that 84% of people actually quit a plant-based diet. That's actually pretty significant. It's interesting that 40% of people, roughly, if we say that 58% quit, you know, essentially but for not seeing health benefits around or, or wanting to go kind of healthy in the first place, around 40% of people reported this, that they could have been tolerated maybe if they had noticed improved health. I mean, again, that doesn't say that. That is a stretch on my part. That's my opinion, my interpretation. But I think, again, that's a reasonable interpretation. If 58% did it for health reasons, if they saw those health reasons, they probably would have stayed. It's also very telling that despite the warped reporting of the health... So this is kind of important here because this is where we get to the kind of obfuscation and the minimization. So I think it's quite telling that despite their warped reporting of health problems, that the majority, or not the majority, sorry, a third, almost a third of people had one or more of the major health issues that they chose to report on. Now, the reason I'm saying obfuscation and minimization here and kind of bogus reporting is when we look at what they actually wrote for the wording. So, I'm just going to read from the article here. Former vegetarians slash vegans were asked if they began to experience any of the following when they were eating a vegetarian slash vegan diet. Depression, anxiety, digestive problems, food allergies, low cholesterol and eating disorder, thyroid problems, protein deficiency, B12 deficiency, calcium deficiency, iron deficiency, iodine deficiency, vitamin A deficiency, vitamin D deficiency and zinc deficiency. And the findings show that 71% of former vegetarians slash vegans experienced none of the above. It is quite noteworthy that such a small proportion of individuals experienced ill health. Now, this is the obfuscation part that we see so much in scientific journals nowadays. What they're trying to say here is that 71% of people doing a plant-based diet did not experience any health problems. That is not what is being said here. That's what they're trying to say. That's what they are inferring. That's what they want you to think. That's not what they're saying here. That's not what they actually mean. Let's go back to the study again. So what did they define as a health problem? Now, look, I'm a doctor. I see health problems 24-7. This is a very short list of health problems. So depression and anxiety, digestive problems, food allergies, that's three, low cholesterol, that's four, an eating disorder, it's five, thyroid problems, six, protein deficiency, seven, B12 deficiency, eight, calcium deficiency, nine, iron deficiency, 10, iodine deficiency, 11, vitamin A deficiency, 12, vitamin D deficiency, 13, and zinc deficiency, 14. So 14 medical conditions were asked to be reported. Now, how many medical conditions could you get from a diet that they haven't asked people about. The other thing is they asked people, have you experienced these? That's not a very good way <laughs> of judging whether someone's deficient in something. You know, if someone comes into me, a patient, and says, you know what, doc, I'm not feeling very good. Am I going to say to them, do you feel like you have a cholesterol deficiency? Probably not. Am I going to say to them, do you feel like you have a protein deficiency? 
No, probably not actually, unless they really do look malnourished and protein deficient. I'm not sure a feeling of calcium deficiency, a feeling of iron deficiency, you know, I mean, to be fair, they're not asking feelings. Okay, maybe that's my interpretation of what they're saying here. But again, you know, if they they were asked if they began to experience any of these things. And it later says in the article that they half these people, not me not half, but some of these people didn't even get any blood tests or anything. They weren't even aware of what deficiencies they might even get. So I don't think it's very good to say that these people didn't experience these problems when they probably didn't weren't even checked for it. And this is the problem with observational studies. You know, you can't do all these things because it's just asking people, well, what did you think happened? You know, it's pretty terrible reporting. So even then, I'm ranting a little bit, even then, almost a third of people, 29% of people that quit the plant-based diet did get health problems as they have defined, which is a very, 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 you know, tight definition of health problems as well. So those 14, 15 or so problems that they've defined, almost 30%, almost a third of people got some issue with just those 14, let alone like whatever else, you know, they actually had. Bigger than this though, bigger than this. Actually, no, I want to go back to the carnivore diet. So let's go back to the carnivore diet. So up to 98% of people showed improved health. So in their medical conditions, 95% of people improved satisfaction and and health. Well-being, 66 to 91%. Various medical conditions, 48 to 98%. Diabetes medication use, 84 to 100% of people reduced diabetes medications. That is pretty damn significant or across the board, 100% up to 100% of diabetes medications were stopped. That is pretty damn significant when you compare it to, you know, 29% of people getting health problems within a year. That's, that's kind of significant. I think though, the biggest statistic on this paper is this bit. Respondents who indicated they began to experience at least one of these conditions were asked if it improved after they started eating meat. 82% of those respondents, again, bearing in mind this is a plant-based advocacy group writing this, so it might even be more than this. 82% of the respondents indicated that some or all of the conditions improved when they reintroduced meat. 82% of people improved their health when they reintroduced meat in the diet. Again, adding fuel to this argument that people quit their plant-based diet, citing health concerns. When they added back in meat, their health improved, 82% of them. The most typical timeframes for improvement were within two to six days, 20% of people. Within one to three weeks, 33% of people. And within one to three months, 22%. So let's add those up. What? 20, 33, that's 53, 22, that is 75% of people, unless my maths is wrong, three quarters of people improved. Of the 82% that improved when they ate meat back in their diet, put meat back in their diet, 75% improved within the first three months. I think that is pretty significant. 82% of people, when they stopped eating a plant-based diet, 
reported improvements in their health when they added back in meat. That is pretty damn significant. More than a third, 37% of former vegetarians and vegans, this is people that stopped plant-based diets, indicated they are interested in resuming a vegetarian or vegan diet. But only half of those, well, just over half, 59% to be fair, said they are likely or very likely to do so. Now, this is basically being written like this is an amazing thing. Over half of people said that they wanted to restart a plant-based diet, but is actually that is that the case? No. So a third of people were interested in resuming a vegan or a plant-based diet, a vegetarian or plant-based vegan diet. Interested. Now, look, I'm interested in doing a plant-based diet because I want to know how terrible it's going to be for me. Does that mean I want to do it? No, I will never do a plant-based diet because I know it's going to be terrible for me. But do I have interest in what happens? Yes. Doesn't mean I want to do it. So of those 37%, 59% said they are very likely or likely or very likely to restart a plant-based diet. So that's only 15% or so of people, maybe a little bit higher, say 15 to 20% of people want to or are likely to potentially restart a plant-based diet. That again is a very different statistic to what they're really talking about in this paper. They're trying to get you to think that over half people want to restart it. It's not the case. It's more like maybe 15 to 20% might restart it. That is a very significant difference. And that's a pretty damn low percentage in my opinion. So again, just to summarize, 84% of people who try a plant-based diet quit. There are five times more ex-plant-based dieters than there are current plant-based dieters, which is where this 84% kind of comes from. Of those, 58% of people who tried a plant-based diet wanted to improve their health. The likelihood is if they had improved their health, they probably would have stayed on the plant-based diet. Therefore, you can infer that they didn't improve their health. More so, 82% of people who experienced health problems, even with their woeful <laughs> definitions of health problems, 82% of people that had health problems on a plant-based diet improved when they started adding in meat. 75% of those within the first three months of stopping a plant-based diet. I think that is pretty damn significant. Anyway, guys, at this point, I think I'm going to hand it off to you guys. What do you think about plant-based diets? I know where I stand on them. Are they amazing? Are they stupid? What do you think of this study? Are these results believable? Does this marry, does this tally with what your experience of plant-based diets is? Get in touch via the comments on YouTube or on social media at The Meat Medic across all channels to let me know. And as always, a like, a follow, a share, a comment is always appreciated as well as, of course, subscribing on YouTube. In the spirit of fairness, I will be doing an episode on the Harvard Carnivore Diet Study and breaking that one down. So please subscribe, follow me if you want to hear that one. Thank you guys and I will see you in the next episode.